0: Welcome to the Unicorn Club Audio Journal Podcast. Today is January 27th, 2020. And I almost said 2019 again. So this podcast is going to be very short. Um, Do follow me over on Twitter at The Unicorn Club uh, for introverts. I do... um, post on Twitter whenever I have these um, random thoughts of these, you know, quick and quirky catchphrases or my quote for the day or whatever it may be. If it's quick, I post it on Twitter. So follow, follow me on Twitter, get a good laugh, get some tea, get some information, whatever it is. So um, like I said, this podcast is going to be very quick. So, um, I like to watch my ratchet TV, right? And tonight is Monday night where all the good ratchetness comes on. And um, when I say ratchet TV, it's really reality shows like Love and Hip Hop, Housewives, and um, Black Ink Crew, Pink Teacup, so forth and so on. So after my reality shows went off, I was scrolling through the channels and um, I came across a show called 90 Day Fiancé. And I looked at it and some of those couples I knew, they were just getting married because they wanted citizenship in the United States. And so they were just saying whatever they felt they needed to say and doing whatever they felt they needed to do so that they can get citizenship. And then there were other couples who they genuinely did like each other. So as I looked at the show, I wondered, can two people really fall in love within 90 days in this day and age, especially with dating being the way that it is? We have a lot of independent women who say that They don't need a man. And we have a lot of men who have become housewives. And then porn has become extremely accessible and free. You can, you know, go to some website from your cell phone or simply just go on Instagram. (laughs) You'll find plenty of it on Instagram. So I think that I think that people can become infatuated with each other within 90 days. But I don't think that they would fall in love with each other within 90 days. That's just my personal opinion. I will say that just because it didn't happen to me that don't mean it cannot happen to someone else. I remember being in my teens and 20s when I didn't have control over my emotions and I will fall in love with a guy fairly quickly and um, I remember always keeping it to myself and never saying anything to the guy. So anyhow, um, watching this show reminded me of this YouTube video that I watched with this woman. Um, She said that she had been dating for five years or ten years, and she met three men over the span of those years who were worth it. And I thought, you know something that's quite interesting. And at the end of her video, and I say that that's interesting because let's just say, um, for an example, You meet 100 people in one year. You're saying that all 100 people were not worth settling down with and marrying. That tells me that the bad outnumbers the good. So anyhow, at the end of her video, she gave her Instagram handle and me being nosy, I moseyed on over to Instagram just to see what she was posting on Instagram. What was she talking about? What was her niche? Um, what was her marketing? What was her advertising? What was her business? So forth and so on. And so when I you know, viewed her profile on the gram, I saw that her husband, in my opinion, was very average looking, while she was a very beautiful woman, in my opinion. And then I thought to myself, if looks were everything, then those people who are considered beautiful, whether male or female, they wouldn't be single. And the same thing goes for men. If he was a beautiful looking man, very handsome looking man, If looks were everything, he would date someone who was just as beautiful as he was. He wouldn't be single. Why is it highly attractive people get into relationships with and marry an average looking person? I can speak for myself and tell you my process of elimination in my dating life. So... Excuse me, I'm 42 years old, and I am dating three different men. Now, when I say dating, it means just that. It does not mean that I'm having sex with all three men. Quite frankly, I am not. This is complicated for me. So, what, what I eliminate is anyone in their 30s. I don't care if he's thirty-nine years old. I will not date him, and the reason for that is because I find them to be um, uh, childish and um, uh, petty. I don't have the patience for it. Not that a person in their forties and fifties are not childish and petty; they can be, but it's a different. It's like listening. To a 19-year-old talk when you're a college graduate or an intellectual or a sapiosexual. Like, I, just, I can't. It's very hard to do. So that's the first thing that I eliminate. The second thing that I eliminate is a man who is 50 and over. That's because I personally do not find men um, 50 and over sexually attractive. Now I'm quite sure there are men in their 50s that are complete zaddies like Brian McKnight. He is a total zaddy and he can get it. (laughs) I'm just saying from who I have to pick from, it's a no for me. The second thing that I go through with men is if he's a Mitch, M-I-T-C-H, I'm not dating him. I don't want anyone who's going to, you know, kiss my butt and be a complete doormat. I don't want that. So if he's a Mitch, um, um he, he's he's out. <laughs> I want someone who is an alpha male, someone who is a king, someone whom I consider to be regal and and stern. Um. Uh, A bunch of other things confident you know a bunch of other things and so that in itself eliminates a lot of men not every man is a king not every woman is a queen not everyone's an alpha whether male or female so for me my pickings are are very very uh, slim because I eliminate um, a lot of things And it's simply because I know what it is that I want and what it is that I'm not going to compromise on. I know what it is that I will never accept. Like for me personally, I will never accept being second to another woman. Now, there are some women who don't care. The side chicks, they don't care that they come second. That's their profession. That is not me. I can't do it so if a man is not emotionally available he's not for me I can't bother so um, my process of elimination you know is, is fairly quick there are some whom I say okay let's see what happens over the course of 90 days or six months let's you know let's just see And so I personally like to keep my legs closed for six months to a year. And I have very specific reasons as to why I do that. But the number one reason for that is because people, you know, some people come into your life to teach you something and then they're gone. And I would hate to give myself on that level, to someone who will ultimately be gone, and they were just there just to teach me whatever it is that they were meant or destined to teach me, so I'd rather keep my poom poom to myself than to uh experience um, you know having someone leave my life simply because he was temporary. The other thing. Um, that I recognize is that not everybody lasts long. It may reach a certain plateau and it just stops and it, it never goes any further. And so I personally would prefer to keep my pom-pom to myself. That way when it hits that plateau and not go any further, I could say to myself, well, I'm certainly happy that I've kept my vagina to myself. I'm glad to know What it is that I know now. The other thing is, you really know a person when you piss them off. Make them mad. Put some money in the middle of all of that. And the real Slim Shady will stand up. You'll see who you're dealing with. The other thing um, that I look for in a man, and this just popped into my mind, is a man that respects women. That in itself eliminates a lot of guys. Not all men respect women. There are some men who blatantly don't respect women. There are some men who don't realize that they don't have any respect for women. And then there are those, those needle in the haystacks that respect women, women and children. And so if a man does not respect a woman, of course, I don't want to give him my vagina. I don't feel that he should be in my presence. I don't think he gets to smell my perfume or to hear the sound of my voice or anything like that. I mean, it doesn't make logical sense to me to be around a species that you don't respect. When I went through my phase of not having any respect for men, guess what I did? If I didn't have to work with men, I just stayed away. If I didn't have to interact with men, like if I went to the supermarket and the cashier was a man, I could go to the next register to the female. I mean, I just stayed away from men because I didn't have any respect for them. But men are a little bit... Different, they could not respect women at all whatsoever, and will still lay down and have sex with a woman. I personally cannot have sex with someone that I don't respect, and I'm not going to have sex with a man that don't respect women so here's what I wanted to say um in a nutshell, going to wrap up this podcast. So between yesterday, which was Sunday, and today, I, for some odd reason, felt very lonesome, which I normally don't feel that way, because I'm a loner, and I like my me time, and I like being, you know, by myself and alone, so forth and so on. But yesterday and today, I felt very lonesome. I um, Yesterday just was a very rainy day out in these New York streets, <laughs> and I thought to myself, if... If I had just that one person, we could have been, you know, home together, doing whatever, cooking, Netflix, chill, whatever it is that we want to do, and prepare ourselves for work on Monday, whatever. I didn't have that. When I came home from work today, I walked into a very quiet and empty home, and I have three bedrooms. I don't even have pets. I don't have no small children. And I'm single. Now, I could have called any one of these three gentlemen that I'm dating. But to be honest with you, I don't see any of them in my future. I really, truly, and honestly do not. I don't see them. So I didn't want to spend any time with them. Even though I felt and feel alone between yesterday and today. So here's what I want to say to you. Good men are not hard to find. Sometimes the good man is in front of you. You may not want him. Maybe uh, he has six children by five different women. Uh, Maybe his credit is bad. Maybe he's not as as attractive as you envision your husband to be. I can sell you that dream, honey. However, <laughs> if you would take your time to, to get to know yourself and what you value, what it is that you want and what it is that you don't want, and you take your time and you go through your process of elimination, you will find the man that is right for you. So I hope that you learned much and that you gleaned much and that you will apply these um Lessons that I have shared with you tonight in this podcast. I will be back again soon. Um, I've got a date Friday night, <laughs> and I will be more than happy to share um, my experience on my date. Oh, there was a—I had a date also, um, and I did share that on a previous podcast. And I would like for you guys to go and listen to that. I had a really good time on that date and I hadn't had a date like that in a very long time. So anyway, I will be sharing my experiences with you. Shalom and good night.